0: Hello and welcome to your daily dose of commentary, starting with the topic Guinness World Records are striking channels that mention world record. So you guys probably know Guinness World Records. They are not a real record-keeping company. They are basically like, if you know from Carl Jobs' content, I think he has a good video on it. They're basically just people who are like, hey, you can pay them like 20 grand. They'll come out and give you an award and say, you have the best record in something. The degree to which they check that you are the record holder, the absurd awards that they give out. that like, you are the person who can eat the most cheese. They're just interested in getting money. And so as time goes on, they just accept more and more stupid claims to having particular awards so they can give out more plaques for 20 grand a piece or whatever. But another thing that Guinness is well known for is being very overzealous with striking or content ID claiming content on YouTube that has fucking nothing to do with them. And recently, that's happened again. Guinness World Records are striking channels that use their logo in thumbnails or mention world record. Even mentioning world record chat. Every content creator is at risk here, so make sure you change your thumbnails. Too many strikes lead to channel termination. I didn't first hear about this on Twitter, of course, because I'm in a Discord with a bunch of speedrunning content creators. Everyone was just like, oh no, people are getting strikes. It's awful, and it is. I think Guinness has made some tepid response somewhere where they're like, oh, this is a mistake, uh, The da-da-da, but you can't trust them. Obviously, the phrase world record, they have no ownership over that. And if you disputed them, like, you'd win a hypothetical court case. But, like, I can't imagine if everyone just disputed all of these claims that Guinness is really going to take every single one of these people to court. Because that's what you have to do. If you dispute the claim... They got like 14 days to do a court order to say, hey, yeah, we're we're taking this to court. We're very serious about protecting our copyright. And then YouTube will keep the video down. If you don't do that, the video goes right back up. But obviously most people don't want to run the risk that they're actually gonna get taken to court for this or something. Even if they win, that'd be a huge stressful experience. So most people are removing the Guinness World Records logo from their videos, which I don't know how branding and logos work, chat. Like, a sort of a common sense thing that I'd assume is that as long as you could prove that it's obvious that it's not an official endorsement by Guinness for whatever you've produced and it doesn't somehow impact the quality of their brand on the market, then you'd be fine. But I don't know if using branding like that is necessarily legal. Like, if they took you to court for having a Guinness World Records logo in your thumbnail, who knows how that would go? I know nothing about such cases. World Record, there's no way in hell they could own that. Their logo? Perhaps. So everyone's just trying to be cautious and everyone's removing the Guinness World Records logo from their thumbnails. Me, I've never used it, so I'm fine. But isn't that just free advertising for Guinness? You have to remember that sometimes the exclusivity of a seal of approval or or brand is what that brand's about. Like, consider yourself uh, like a a luxury car brand. They sell maybe a thousand, ten thousand cars a year, very exclusive things. And imagine you just start taking their logo and putting it on every shitbox around. Like everyone has the, the logo for that exclusive luxury brand there. Obviously, that's going to negatively impact the marketability, the profitability of their, their company. And you kind of say, well, it's it's free advertisement. People are seeing your logo now. In the same way, Guinness could argue in court, like, look, if they're putting our seal of approval, our, our Guinness logo on literally everything, then that seal now becomes worthless in terms of our ability to, to sell it as a seal of approval to potential customers. Is all uses of their logo necessarily representative of, of a seal of approval or endorsement? I, I don't know. I, I don't know how that works. but You can see how it, they could make that argument in some cases. But I say in regards to this whole situation, largely that they were striking people with world record in the tiles for their videos. I said this, I knew this day would come. It is why I willingly became a washed up speedrunner and gave away my world records. It was the only way I could guarantee my content wouldn't be struck down so my viewers could watch it forever. I'm just thinking of you, chat. <laughs> it will never be taken down now, chat. I sacrifice my prestige, my world records just for you. You're welcome. The benevolence. FuzzyTube accidentally drops the N word. So, I'm not going to show this clip for obvious reasons, but how many of you know tube And what is this? He has 30,970 out of 31,000. He was a prankster back in the day, or oh, is he doing boxing now? Is this gay porn? No. It's subs, as in like paid subs? Is he on Twitch or Grindr? He boxes? Oh, okay, well, he seems to be doing well for himself then. Apparently, he's doing a subathon right now, and he was listening to a song, and as you can see by his facial expression here, he says, the N-word. It's like, oh no! I've said it! Ah, oh, bro! And like he, he like panicking, he's like hitting his, he's like, oh my God, I can't believe I've done this. I never say, it. I know, I normally sub in the word brother. No! As a person who has accidentally said the N-word twice on stream, I feel his pain. For those who don't know those stories, once was when, you know how in the Simeon cutscene at the beginning, Lamar walks up to Jimmy and says, who are you calling an N-word? And then Jimmy says, oh, I'm not calling anyone an N-word. This racist insulted me. Hey, what's up, bro? Who are you calling a nigger? No, no, I'm not calling nobody a nigger. Wait, what the fuck? I, I mean, N-word, I, I, that, that's not cool, man. I don't say that. Someone misquoted that cutscene in my comments. I've been streaming for a long time, and then I was like, no, no, that's not, that's not what they say. And then I fix the errors they made in the quote, but I forgot to remove the N-word and say N-word. Right. And I was like, no, hit panic button, remove stream instantly, nuke VOD, <laughs> nuke clips. And people in chat were like, does he really have to do that? Or is it a, a stupid world where he has to do that? Considering like it was obviously an accident. And I wasn't calling someone the M word or something. And I felt kind of the same way. Like, like obviously in, in a normal understanding world, that'd be fine. Cause it was obviously an accident given the context and I wasn't calling someone the word. But the next time it happened, long time later, years later, when I was doing Chaos, and the dialogue was randomized, I believe, and I was with Franklin, and I'd retrieved a wallet to give back to an NPC, and whatever he normally says, I was very surprised when Franklin said N-word bullshit, like with an A on the end or whatever, and I was was like, ha! And then I repeated it, because, you know, mirroring uh, of what people say is is a very common thing you do, and I was like, no! Shit! Because there's the N-word in there, right? But at that time, I didn't bother nuking the stream. I was like, look, I'm like into chaos. I'm tired. I need to get through this. I'm not going to restart the stream. That's just dumb. And because I didn't do that, there is still that clip circulating. Every single time some asshole wants to try to jab me with a fork, they go, hey, remember this clip? I'm like, yes, I remember that clip. It is perfectly harmless. But when people want to get at you, they'll be disingenuous and show and stuff like that, right? So yeah, basically, I feel this dude's pain. Maybe I should have done what he did, though, and do like, ah, The pain! How could I have done this? My life is over! Like, it clearly wasn't that big of a deal, but uh, I feel for that, dude. Twitch viewership increases even as competitors sign top stars. So this is something that I talked about in a previous ramble. Twitch viewership increased even as kick signed top stars. It'd be funny if they noticed this for my stream. They definitely didn't. But this is uh, Dexerto putting this on Twitter. and so. I say what I always say when this comes up. If you pay a few Twitch streamers huge money to move to a platform, then Signal you'll be paying for even more. No one significant will freely move over because of the fear that they will miss out on the huge payday. We learned this from Mixer and Facebook Gaming. We are relearning it with Kick. I never want to say Neverchat, that maybe this playbook will actually work if they throw enough money at it. But yeah, I just don't see it happening. People still believe that XQC is helping creators. So I wanted to try a little bit of an experiment on Twitter. So traditionally, I am not a person who likes to tweet out about a lot of stuff or respond to stuff that I see if I'm on Twitter at all. I don't look for stuff to respond to to try and gain traction. Twitter doesn't make me money necessarily. I've always just thought it as like a, a way to get out my thoughts that I have that day. And so most of my career, I was like, yeah, maybe it's like a tweet a week or then a tweet every like maybe then I moved to like a tweet every three days Then I was like, look, I'm not doing more than one tweet a day. It's fucking Twitter But recently when I realized how much influence that Mudaha had in large part because of his Twitter presence and him playing that Twitter game well I was like, maybe I should do that too. I should, should start responding to more things putting my name out there more on Twitter Maybe that will benefit me in some way I shouldn't waste more time on Twitter But all those times in the past where I'm like I have something to say here but uh, I've already tweeted today, let's not, let's not clog up people's feeds. I'm gonna stop doing that. I'm just gonna be like, if I have thoughts on this, if I feel like I'd, I could add something to this, I feel like I am do something funny, I'm just gonna do that tweet now. I do think Twitter is gross and I do think it's a waste of time, but I mean, I can't deny that you do get more influential if you have a, a bigger presence on Twitter, right? This is Dodd Ford. He's like, XQC has stolen hundreds of thousands of views reacting to my videos. That's not how that works. He's taking hundreds of thousands of viewers away from other things in the market, by re-uploading your videos. That doesn't necessarily mean you would have gotten those hundreds of thousands of views. Some of them, most likely, yes, over enough time, would have watched those videos on their own and may now not have done so because of XQC already showing the video in full. But it's the effect on everyone that matters, not just this dude. But he goes on to say, but each time XQC reacted to the videos, it spikes the video in the algorithm. And it's useful to hear feedback from a totally separate audience. Why would that be a totally separate audience? Not only is this spike in the algorithm we know for a fact not true in most cases, like honestly I'd like to see it, why is he thinking this is a completely different audience? If it's spiking in the algorithm, it's still the algorithm trying to give that video to people who are interested in that video. So it shouldn't be a completely different audience. He continues to say, I always think it's cool when people react to my stuff. So I respond in a mocking way, acting as if I'm Dodd Ford. All I'm saying is the less work the super rich guy does, The richer he becomes, the more of the finite impressions he gets, the more of the finite viewers he has, the more re-uploads he spams out, the bigger his share of the finite market, the better off everyone will be, because it all trickles down. The market is infinite, you see. Everyone can get unlimited views. So no one on the market is ever really negatively impacted by content aggregators. I also piss rainbows and shit gold. Even saying all that, I recognize most people would have no fucking idea what I'm talking about, right? No one. Even some of you are like, I don't get it this view is complicated and it's annoyingly complicated i need to sit down and just think of like some fairly simple ways to break down my perspective that i could communicate and say a minute uh, i don't know how i do that oh yeah i think on it the disturbingly supportive side of online fandom hey matt i know you probably get this every day however love your content been watching your youtube for about four to five years now very rarely catch your stream due to times and differences glad i get, got to see this one thank you toby I appreciate that, man. Makes me feel good when people say such things. Although, in my darker moments, maybe I shouldn't talk about this, but when you're feeling particularly down, you will tell yourself things that can potentially diminish the positive impact of uh, words like that. For example, acknowledging that there are so many terrible people in the world, at least I would perceive them as terrible, who will receive the exact same sort of message every day. It almost doesn't matter what you do or say, there is always some market or some group of people who will be like, you are a good person and I love what you're doing. You could be beating children to death with puppies and there's gonna be some audience out there, some group of people who are like, yes, you go, girl, fucking love that shit. In fact, here's a thousand dollars. When it is possible to succeed, and be loved regardless of what you're doing at any given time. As long as you're in the right circumstances and in front of the right people. That context for any positive esteem that you receive from others, it kind of diminishes a little bit, right? As much as you still appreciate it, it makes you feel good. You're like, I could be the complete opposite person. And sure, maybe you individually won't be saying that you like my stuff, but there'd be someone out there who would. But doesn't the person who is saying they like you matter? Like Chatto 17 saying they like you surely means more than white supremacist17 saying they like someone? You know you're not evil and you don't attract that kind of audience? Shouldn't a you're cool from generally decent people be valued higher? Presumably, if I would be making content, that would bring forth a white supremacist to say I'm doing good then presumably I would be okay with that stuff Because that's the content I'm trying to make or that I'm making because I have a sincere interest in it or whatever Obviously, I wouldn't now appreciate such things But uh, we're talking about some hypothetical me who does something different because they have a- I want to do those things To be fair though, given the amount of people that I reach, it's inconceivable that some of them aren't white supremacists It is entirely possible that people have left me nice comments saying I love your stuff and I've just not worn Some Nazi thing on their profile or something and I felt good getting these comments even though I knowing such people I would despise them But uh, you aren't always necessarily going to like every single person in your audience or agree with everything that they do in their lives Or what they believe. I mean, that'd be literally impossible Would you rather be perceived as a good person or be a good person? I think we've talked about this before an interesting question for me is would you rather be perceived as a good person or be a good person like you would have the knowledge that you're not a good person. You would look at yourself in the mirror every day and realize that you are scum. A terrible person. That if other people knew of whatever you've done, they would think that as well. But they don't know. I suppose you have to deal with the worry that people would find out, but they don't know right now. But she was to be perceived by others As being a good person and so you would have all the benefits of people trusting you and and liking you potentially thinking good things about you because of that perception even if it's unwarranted the alternative is for you to be able to look at yourself in the mirror and be like i am doing the right thing and i'm treating people justly i've done nothing wrong i am a good person but every person you interact with will think you're an absolute piece of shit, and you'll get none of the benefits of being perceived as a good person people will judge you more harshly assume wrong things about you and Presumably then your life would be substantially worse. Like which would you rather? I suppose in part it might depend on how much you interact with other people. (laughs) Because obviously other people perceiving you as a a better person has more social utility. But in terms of living with yourself day to day, believing yourself to be a good person is probably uh, better. I suppose it depends on the particular scenario, but I suspect it would be easier to convince yourself that you're a good person, irrespective of what you've done, than it would be to convince other people that you're a good person. Because there's just so many more of them, right? And none would be motivated to reach such conclusions while you would be motivated emotionally to convince yourself that you're a good person. It depends on the exact nature of the scenario, but you could, for example, move. If everyone in your local environment thinks you're a piece of shit and you think you're a good person, you could move somewhere else. (laughs) Where people don't think you're a piece of shit. But I guess that's taking the question a a little bit too literally and moving it away from uh, the thought experiment. The weird listing of thirst traps on TikTok. So, what do you think of this image? I stumbled across it on TikTok. Straight men thirst trap types. Musical talent. Having a pet. Something related to a guy with kids slash babies. Physical exertion. Fit checks. Whatever the hell that is. Some sort of cooking video. Reading. Sleeves rolled up. So, what exactly is a thirst trap? It is something specifically designed to be attractive and get people to like drool kind of right is that it it's meant to be alluring sexually right but not necessarily being like overtly sexual it's like it's baiting or maybe being overtly sexual is not bad necessarily but ultimately this person just listed eight things that they find physically attractive or when they see guys doing it they're like hey that's that's pretty hot and i was like yeah that's a that's a weird list i know just found it interesting if i had musical talent or pets or if my cousin's kids were here or something, if I was more physically active or whatever, like, like, this whole list. If I could take pictures of myself doing all those things to put on a dating profile, I would. I should probably just hire someone to help me take pictures with these things and, uh, and put it on a dating profile. I'll probably do a lot better. Like, one of the reasons why I don't do that well on dating apps is many reasons, but one of the reasons is that, like, a lot of my pictures are just, like, pictures of me. I'm not doing interesting things. I'm not climbing a fucking mountain or something. I'm a boring person. I'm sitting at home at my computer all the time. It would feel somewhat dishonest to present myself as more than that. Although I would assume if I was in a relationship, I would be more than a dude sitting at his table with his computer. These reaction clips for TV show reviews on TikTok are insanely good. I find these quite fascinating. So, you may have seen these on TikTok, these little reaction clips to communicate sentiments towards TV shows. You're joking. No, another one? Yeah, that's not funny, Arthur. That's not the kind of humor we do on this show. I mean, it's all right, like. MED! That's my favorite one. Like. MED! The reason why I kept this is because I want to find all of those sound effects and like apply them in Episodes of Chaos and stuff, <laughs> or in Episodes of Pathways. MED! I like the word mid chat. I hope it sticks around. It's all right. There's a lot of good clips of uh, sounds. The prospects of GTA 6 fill me with greater hope for the future. GTA 6 is coming Matto. I sometimes sit and I think to myself, GTA 6 will come out eventually. And that affirmation alone makes me feel good. makes me a little bit hopeful for the future. Gives me that little bit, this tiny bit more energy to soldier on. I'm excited to some degree like I I have no reason to be excited It could be years away like I I could be hit by a bus tomorrow But a little part of me is like yeah one day one day the anticipation is there I haven't looked forward to something or been hyped for something in like a bajillion years GT6 though it's like it will fundamentally change my life in a way Will I ever make a tier list video for GT5 guns? I know nothing about guns I did consider doing some sort of tier list of guns in the game, and I was like, I don't I don't care about the guns in the game. I don't know. I mean, I would have some kind of tier list, but it would be like, good or bad? As long as you have an AP pistol, some sort of assault rifle, some sort of explosive weapon, and a sniper rifle, you're fine. Headshots all do the same amount of damage. You could also do tier lists in different contexts, like tier lists of missions for pacifists, no damage for, or for chaos. Yeah, I had the issue when I did the tier list the first time round. That I didn't know how to judge things because obviously for the average person if a mission can be done well passively It doesn't really matter. And for me that does matter. I tried to judge it more objectively like not merely my Experience playing but how the game would be perceived by others and stuff. I it's kind of a mess really Yeah, I, I didn't really like it next time round I'm just gonna be like I like this mission because of x y and z reasons. I don't fucking care about your opinion Instagram vine boom <laughs> What was my first ever gaming console? The Sega Mega Drive. My first PC was something I think my parents got from work or something that they found like on the side of the road or something. And it was one of the PCs that it's green and black. So it looks like this. I believe they only took it because it was free. It didn't really have any practical purpose, but it had one game and it was like, words would be written like this, like X, Y, Z, four, two. And then they would move down the screen Slowly, and if one hit the bottom of the screen you would lose points. And so you had to type as fast as possible. So like every single time you type a letter, like the letter would just disappear before they hit the ground. And that's all I remember. But yeah, the Sega was more impactful. I've talked about Sega the Sega Mega Drive many times on uh, in Rambles, so Echo the Dolphin, Guns the Heroes, Revenger Shinobi, and all those games. Jewel Masters. What will I do after I retire? I suppose that day will one day come where I will just sit here and live stream all the time. But more than likely what's gonna happen is when I retire, I will like travel. I will go to hot springs or something and hopefully by then I will have found someone that I can travel with and take places. And I suppose by the time I do such traveling, by the time I come back and try to stream again, no one will be here. I haven't retired yet though, so be sure to hit that like and subscribe button. I wish you all the best.